Okay, starting Megillah Daf Beis. Um, so the opening point here is that we're assuming, as we're going to see where all our assumptions have come from, but we're assuming that there's a mitzvah to read the Megillah, which comes from uh, the Pasuk in, in, in the end of the Megillah. Most of the things we're looking at, the sources from Megillah's Esther. These days are uh, both remembered and performed. So performed means that you do all the, the mitzvahs of the day, but Nizkarim, to remember the day, means that you read the Megillah, you remember the story um, about when it happened. And the Pasuk makes a point of saying explicitly that the unwalled cities celebrate on the 14th. The Pasuk says that the 14th and the 15th are kind of perm. That makes, it alludes to both the 14th and 15th, and it explicitly says that the unwalled cities read the Megillah on the 14th of Purim. That's about as much information that you get from the explicit text in the Megillah. So now the Mishnah launches in and says, Megillah Negus read Aleph, read Beis, read Gimel, read Aleph, But theoretically, the Megillah can be read on day 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 of Adar. Lo or never earlier than the 11th, or never later than the 15th. So those are the basic rules. You can never be after the 15th. You can never be earlier than the 11th. But that being said, it can be read anywhere between 11 and 15. Now, in order to understand the next part, let's just jump a little introduction. We're going to have three categories. Regular big city, which is plenty of population, plenty of minyanim, everything's good, um, but not walled. They typically read it on the 14th. That's actually a pretty explicit pasuk in the Megillah. We're going to have walled cities from the times of Yeshua ben Nun, like a city of Yerushalayim or something like that, would read on the 15th. That the Gemara will deal with exactly what the source is. But then we're going to have these little villages. Little villages are places that don't have wall, but the point is that they can't necessarily sustain their own minion. They don't necessarily have their own balkore. It might be difficult for them to read the Megillah. Whatever exactly it is, we'll see the details in the Gemara. But the bottom line is, is that the rabbis allow them the leniency to always read the Megillah on a Monday or Thursday, a Monday or Thursday, which precedes Purim. The point of the Kula is, it's easier for them to gather. Either they go to the big cities there anyway to go to the court. They go to the big cities anyway for business. They gather in their own shuls, perhaps because of Kriya Torah, whatever the circumstances are. But Monday or Thursday before Purim is easier for them to read the Megillah. And the rabbis therefore allow them the leniency to do that. The Monday or Thursday, which precedes Purim, they're allowed to. So now the mission is going to give us all the examples. But as long as you know those rules, it all flits very simply. A city that has a wall from the time of Yeshua Benun reads the Megillah on the 15th of Adar. A little village or somebody who lives in a, uh, um, a little village or or somebody who lives in a big town that doesn't have a wall, they both read on the 14th. Again, with the exception that the villages at times have a leniency that they can do it early. They can read the Megillah early already from the Yom HaKnisa. Yom HaKnisa means the day of gathering. Like, it doesn't mean Monday or Thursday. It means the day of gathering. But the time when people gathered was Monday and Thursday. Again, there's Kriya Satora that day, the courts function that day, commerce functions that day. Whatever exactly it is, we'll see more details in the Gemara, but it's easier to get the people together that day, and therefore it's easier for them to lay in the Megillah on the Monday or Thursday, which comes before. So now Zaltik Mishnah Ketzad, spell this out for me. If the, whenever we say it falls out on Monday, we mean it means the 14th. If the 14th of Adar is a Monday, that's the easiest example. Because on that day, it's both the Yom HaKnisa, it's a Monday, and it also happens to be the 14th. So great. Anyone in a big unwalled city and anyone from a village is going, both going to read the Megillah on that Monday, on the 14th. Whereas someone who lives in a big walled city, they always will read on the 15th. They'll read the next day. The next day would be Tuesday the 15th. But it continues the Mishnah, the next illustration, if the 14th is a Tuesday or a Wednesday, so now very good. 
that the 14th is good for the people in the un- big unwalled cities will read Boba Yom on that day, but one of the villagers is going to read. So that's the leniency that the people of the villagers, the villages are able to read early on Monday. So if it was a Tuesday or Wednesday, they're either going to be reading early on the 13th or the 12th, which is a Monday. The big people from the big towns you know, on without a wall will read that day, the Tuesday or the Wednesday. And someone from a wall city will read the following day on the 15th, which in this case would either be Wednesday or Thursday. Now, another simple case. If the 14th falls on a Thursday, the people from a small village and the people from a big, large town that doesn't have a wall will read on that day, the 14th, and it's also Thursday. Everything's good to go. The people in a, big, in a, in a wall city will read the following day. The following day would be a Friday, Friday the 15th. Chalios, Erev Shabbos, if the 14th is an Erev Shabbos. So here, the Kvarim, someone from the small village, he's allowed to read earlier. He doesn't have to read on Friday. He could read it early on Thursday. Thursday would be the 13th. So let's break that down. There's someone from a big city, who big unwalled city reads on the 14th Friday. That's great. But here, look at what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah says that someone from a large walled city who typically reads when on day 15, in this case, day 15 would be Shabbos. So they don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. The reason we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos, the Gemara will tell us. But for some reason, we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. So for that reason, what are they going to do? So there's also a big rule, you can't go past 15. That's what the Mishnah said. You can never read the Megillah after 15. So they have no choice but to read the Megillah on the 14th. So it's a unique scenario where both walled cities and unwalled cities are both reading the Megillah on the 14th together. In the scenario where the 15th falls on Shabbos, then the residents of the walled cities as well would be reading on Friday the 14th. And again, the villagers would be reading on the 13th. Cholios ba Shabbos, if the 14th is falling out on Shabbos. So Kfarim virus goes my demon Vikarnio Let's break this down. Someone from a village is going to read on Thursday the 12th. That makes sense, right? He always reads Monday or Thursday before the 14th. But what does it say? It says someone from a big unwalled city is reading when? Also on Thursday. That's really interesting. Why is he reading on Thursday? Why doesn't he read on Friday? It seems that since anyways, he's not going to be reading on the right, so to speak, day. He can't read on the 14th because of Chavez. And he's forced to do it earlier. Once he's doing it earlier, he may as well do it with the villagers on the, on, on the 12th on Thursday, which is a very interesting point, which will be hotly debated in the Gemara. And someone from a walled city will read it on Sunday the 15th. If the 14th is a Sunday, so the person from the village, the small little town, is going to read it the Monday or Thursday before, which in this case is Thursday before. This is the earliest time the Megillah will ever be read. It's the 11th. The Thursday would be the 11th. Someone from the large town, a big unwalled city, would read on that day, Sunday the 14th. Someone from a walled city would read the following day on Monday the 15th. So the basic rules here to make everything make sense is that a big, someone from a big unwalled city always reads on the 14th with the exception of if the 14th is Shabbos. Someone read from, a, from a big walled city always reads on the 15th with the exception if the 15th is Shabbos. You can never read past the 15th is another important rule. Someone from a small village is able, is given a leniency that they can read it on the Monday or Thursday before Purim, um, as long as it's not, you know, we're making sure that it's not before the 11th. The only case where it gets as early as the 11th is where Purim is a Sunday and Thursday before would be the 11th. That's pretty much the basic rules here of the Mishnah. So now the Gemara wants sources. Everything needs a source. Megillah, Nikri, Speed, Aleph. 
So where do we get this? Minolan. Meaning, what's the question that's focused, the Gemara is focusing on? The Gemara's question is, how do we know that there's an idea for this? The Pasuk only speaks about reading the 14th and the 15th. Just to, to know the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Esther sent out the letters that it should be established to fulfill the day 14th and 15th of, of Esparim. That's what the Pasuk says. So the Pasuk makes no mention that the Megillah could ever be read earlier than the, than the 14th. So what is the deal with us giving these leniencies to the people from the villagers that they can read the Megillah on the Monday or Thursday before Purim. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? Minala? And you're looking for a scriptural reference. You're looking for a Pasuk that can indicate like that? It's like we're going to say later on. It's like we're going to learn in two Dapim from now that it's a rabbinic leniency. It's just a leniency. Meaning it's not essential halacha that they're allowed to do it. It's just a new leniency that the rabbi is allowed to do it on the, on the Monday or Thursday before. So that the people from the villages can be available on the 14th, to give food and water for the Purim Su'udah of everybody else. Meaning, it's, we're going to say later on that the point is, we need people from the villagers to be, to be like, um, to be, to be free on Purim. Because if they're not free, who's going to be bringing in all the food? It seems that the supply of the food, right, it's not coming from in the big city. It's coming from outside. It's coming from the fields. The people of the villages used to come in and sell their produce. So we want them to have time on the 14th to come in and sell their stuff. So if they're busy running around reading the Megillah, they're not going to have time to do that. So it was a new rabbinic leniency that we let them read the Megillah before the right time so that there will be food for the Purim feast. So it's not something that you're going to find in a Pasuk. It's a rabbinic leniency. You can't find it in a Pasuk. So why are you even asking me what the Pasuk is? There's clearly not going to be a Pasuk. So the Gemara says, Anan Hachikamina. The Gemara clarifies. This is what we mean to say. Mechdi, let's analyze. So we get some real Yusaydas here. Where does this come from? Where are the laws of Purim coming from? This is not a rabbinic enactment. This is from the Anche Knesset Zagadola. This is from the last of the Nevi'im, a super important point. Megillah is not Stama de Rabbanon. Megillah is Midivri Kabbalah. It's from the source of the last of the Nevi'im. Remember, there is still Nevu at the time of the Purim story. And the Takana, which was made, Esther, Chag, Ezchari, Malachi, these are all from the Nevi'im. So if it comes from the Ashkenazim, could it be that the the Nevi'im, the Ashkenazim, only said the fourteenth and the fifteenth, and the rabbis changed that? But also, Rabbanon, the Akri Takanta, the Kinnu Ashkenazim, do you think the rabbis then came and just said, "Well, we want to be lenient, and you can do it on the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth as well"? Could you there possibly could there possibly be such a thing? Cannot be. But tonight we load the important rule in the Mishnah and Edios. Ain't based on Yachol Avato Dei Rishon Chaver. No court can override any ruling from a previous court. Elam King Goldim and Ochachum Aminyan has to be superior in wisdom and number. And that's obvious that they didn't have that. After the Nevuah, after the Atchikinah Zagadola, you think a further rabbinic basin had more power than them? There's no way that ever occurred. That forces us, it compels us to say that it must have been in the original enactment itself. It must be that in the Megillah, in the words of the Atchikinah Zagadola itself, you could find the source that the Megillah can be read on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So therefore, we want to know, Hecha Remiza, where is there an allusion to those dates, the earlier dates in the Megillah? So basically, we're saying, maybe there's a reason for it. But there's got to be an allusion to it in the Pasuk. Because if there can't be an allusion to it in the Pasuk, then it can't be that some later court uh, instituted something that the original Ashikinesis Zagadola did not. So the Gemara says, Amar Shaman Bar Abba, Amar Biochan, we get very technical in the words. Amar Kra, the language of the Pasik, the Kayim Ishmea Purim Ha'ilah, to fulfill these days of Purim, Bizimanehem, in their times. So we say that this is an extra word, Bizmanehem, in their times, tells us, Zimanim Harbe Tiknilam, there are many different days. Many different days. 
So therefore, we say the 11th, 12th, and 13th were included. Says the Gemara, that word is not extra. The word in their times is necessary for itself. It's referring back to the dates of the 14th and the 15th that the Pasuk mentioned. So it's saying it has to be done on those days. They established 14th and 15th to read the Megillah in the time. Maybe it's just saying in the day of the 14th and 15th. So the Gemara says, It could have just said in the time. It didn't have to say in their times, in the plural. Zmanim Tuva tells us there are many times which were established. So the Gemara is just giving us a little grammar there. Says the Gemara, but we still need Bismanehem for another drasha. That the time for the walled cities is not like the time for the unwalled cities. We're going to look at this drasha in about 20 minutes, where the Gemara is going to say that the unwalled cities and walled cities cannot read the Megillah both on the 14th and 15th. It's mutually exclusive. It's either 14th or 15th, depending if you're walled or unwalled, but it's a different time. How do we know that? The source is Zmanehem. So we can't say that Zmanehem is teaching us that there are many days if it's already teaching us that the walled cities and unwalled cities have different times. It says the Gemara, Instead of saying Zman, it could have said Zmanom. You can learn everything. So this is an amazing drasha. You get Zman, it could have just said Zman. It could have said Zmanom. So that teaches us the walled and unwalled cities at different times. And now that it says Zmanayam, therefore you can learn a third point as well, that there are many different times to read the Megillah, including the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So the Gemara says, okay, we could establish that there's a source that there are more dates. But how do you get 11, 12, and 13? Ema Zmanim, Tuva. Maybe it's just saying now that there are tons of extra days. Maybe you could read it, I don't know, the whole month of Adar or something like that. How did you get 11, 12, and 13? Maybe if there are many times, you should include even more. Says the Gemara, Zmanim, Dumid Zmanam. We say that the Joshua Zmanim is just like 14 and 15, which was the basis. Ma Zmanim Trey, just as the basic day of Purim is just two days, 14 and 15, Av Zmanim Trey. So to Zmanim is going to include two more days. So if it's going to include two more days, Ema Trey, so it's later. Maybe that's the 12th and the 13th. How do you know 11? Says the Gemara, fascinating point. The 13th of Adar is Zman Kihila. What does that mean? Rashi learns it was the day that the actual war was fought. The actual war was fought on the 13th. You don't need a source from a Pasuk that you could read the Megillah on the 13th. It's logical that you could because the actually central war took place on the 13th. We could apply that same answer. We don't need an illusion for day 13. So if I know that there's two extra days and I know that I don't need anything for any source for day 13, it must be that the two extra days we're including are day 12 and day 11. Says the Gemara, maybe it's day 16 and 17. Not, maybe I read it late, not early. Says the Gemara, the language of the Pasuk is, it will not pass. So that's a drasha that says you can never read it after day 15. So bottom line is, the first approach of the Gemara is that we have a drasha of many different times. We know it's like Purim, that's two days. We don't need a, something for the 13th. We know it's not after the 15th. Therefore, we get to the process of elimination to day 12 and day 11. Says the Gemara, a second approach. Rav Shmuel bar Nachmini Amar, Amar Kra, that we celebrate Purim, you like the days that the Jews rested. The Jews rested on the 14th and 15th. You celebrate Purim, Yamim, Kayamim, so it's with the, it's like the days of the of the fourteenth and fifteenth, but not identical. So meaning we're including from that kof, like the days of Purim, that there are two extra days of Purim that could be celebrated, and those are the the eleventh and twelfth. The Rabos Yud Aleph 
the Yud Beis. Zog to Gemara, Ema Tresel Tleser, maybe it's the 12th and the 13th. How do you know that we should assume it's day 11 and 12? Amar Vigimah Shabbat Yitzchak, this is the answer of the source of where he said it. You don't need something for day 13. It's the essential miracle itself. Ema Shifsar Vashifsar, maybe it's the 16th and the 17th, not the 11th and the 12th, says the Gemara Velo Yavar, if it says it shouldn't pass. We know you know, in no circumstance can you read the Megillah after the 15th. So the second approach of the Gemara is that it says, Kayamim, you celebrate Purim like the days that the Jews celebrated. That means not on the identical days that the Jews celebrated. That's true that Purim can be 14 and 15. But there are other days that are similar to the days that the Jews celebrated, not identical, and therefore we include day 11 and 12. Now that we've had two different sources, the Gemara wants to know why didn't each source say like the other one? Why didn't the second source, who said from like the days, why did he need a second source? Why didn't he say like our first source of Zmanehem? So the Gemara says, Zman, Zman, Zmanehem, Lamashmoy. He didn't buy all those chop ups in the words, right? The different parts, forms of the words, Zman, 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 Zmanehem. He didn't like all that. So he basically saying, you're darshaning too much from one word. Why didn't the first approach, who learned from Zmanehem, why didn't he like the second approach? Approach that learns it from Kayamim. That's just saying for future generations, meaning it's saying future generations should observe it like the days when the Jews originally observed it. So the point is that it, the like is just because we're talking to a future time, not because we're adding extra days in the month of Adar that you can actually read the Megillah. Okay, we've cleaned up that mess. We now know two different sources from the Megillah that you can read it earlier. The two extra days from 11 and 12, 13 is just illogical that you could read it earlier and we're good to go. Continues the Gemara, the opinion of the Mishnah that you can read in the Megillah early in the villages is only the opinion of Rabbi Akiva who is quoted here anonymously. He learns as we quoted from the drasha of the words but now the Gemara makes a point that their most rational Rabbis disagree with the Rebbe Akiva. Most rabbis disagree with the ruling of the Mishnah. And they say, You can only read the Megillah on the 14th or 15th. In other words, what we're saying is that the Mishnah is actually only a minority view. Most opinions hold there is no such leniency. We don't buy these drashos. It can only be read on the 14th and the 15th. Is that true? In Meisvei, we look at a Baraisa, Rebuda says, Rebuda, this is important, the Baraisa before said you could read the Megillah early on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Rebuda says, when is that true? That the villagers could read the Megillah early, only when the years are done properly by Basin. And the Jews are living in Israel. Since the Jews are living in Israel, we have an effective system of the Shluchim reading, reaching them, and we know when Rosh Chodesh is, and the dates of the calendar are all established correctly. That's when you could read the Megillah early, because no bad problems will come. But now that the base of Mikdash has been destroyed, and now we have tremendous confusion about when Rosh Chodesh is, and the, and the messengers don't necessarily reach everywhere. So now people just look to when you read the Megillah as an expectation that Pesach will fall a month later. People just naturally assume when I read the Megillah, I'll count a month later, and the next night will be, will be Pesach. People have that natural expectation. So if you're going to read the Megillah early, what's that going to do to them? To the average common person living out there in the exile who's unaware of when Rosh Chodesh and has a hard time keeping track of the Jewish calendar? If you're going to read the Megillah early, what's it going to do to him? It's going to throw off his dates of Pesach. He's going to celebrate Pesach early. He's going to end up eating chametz before Pesach is over. Horrible um, problems are going to come if you're going to read the Megillah early. And therefore, in Kornosal El Bismana, Rebuta says today, now that the base of Mikdash has been destroyed, you can only read the Megillah in the right time. So Rebuta is responding to somebody who is saying that you could read the Megillah early. And he's limiting that you don't do that anymore, Bismana Zet. So Rebuta, who was he re- responding to? 
If he was responding to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva holds even Bismana Zeh. Um, because according to him, he was saying that that, that applies even in Bisman Azeh. And uh, Rabbi Yudah seems to be saying that it doesn't apply nowadays. So clearly he's not going like, he's not going like him. The main point, however, the Gemara knows this is because Rabbi Akiva lived when? After the Horban. If Rabbi Akiva lived after the Horban and Rabbi Akiva is saying that the villagers read it early, so Rabbi Yudah can't clarify something Rabbi Akiva said and argue on him. In other words, Rabbi Yudah is clarifying that the opinion of the Braisa that you can read it early is not Bisman Azeh. If he's clarifying the view of Rabbi Akiva, that doesn't make sense because clearly Rabbi Akiva who said that you read the Megillah early is talking about even in his time when the base of Methodist is destroyed and Rabbi Yudha can't come, then come and say by the way let me clarify that Rabbi Akiva didn't say it when he said it that doesn't make any sense so it must be he was actually responding to a different rabbi he must have been talking about to the, to, to, to the Chachamim who lived before Rabbi Akiva and he was saying even though you made a Takana it could be read early but you can't read it early anymore after the Chorban so what do I see the, uh, there are other rabbis who hold that you read the Megillah early. Just Rabbi Yehuda is limiting it only to Bisman of the bias. This rejects what Rabbi Yochanan said. So let me just clarify what just happened. What just happened is that initially the Gemara thought that the only person out there who says you can read the Megillah early, the only lone opinion who said such a thing is Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara clearly rejects that. Because how could Rabbi Yehuda clarify that the Takana to read it early is only Bisman of bias if the only person who ever said it was someone who lived after the Bukhorban? That doesn't make any sense. Must be there are other rabbis who said you could read it early. Rabbi Yehuda was limiting the view of those other rabbis to say that it can only be read as bias. And it happens to be that we know Rabbi Akiva disputes that. He said even in his own current time after the Chorban, you can still read it early. So basically what we have discovered is that there are other rabbis who say you could read the Megillah early. And we have also discovered that there is a dispute out there about whether or not that, 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 that leniency applies after the Chorban Habayas. Continues the Gemara, Ika da Amri, there are others who report it with a different version. Others report, Our Mishnah, which said that the villagers could read the Megillah earlier, even after the Horban, meaning our Mishnah is talking Estam even to our times, the, after the destruction. The Mishnah is even going after the time of the Horban. And it still said you could read it early. The Mishnah who says you could read it early even after the Horban, that point is only like Rabbi Akiva. The Chachamim say, in our current time, after the Chorban, since people expect to calculate Pesach based upon the Megillah, in Karnasal Bismana, today you can only read the Megillah in the proper time in the 14th and 15th of Adar. So that's where the second version is going different than the first version. The second version concedes that you're allowed to read it early. There are other people saying that, but they're saying that we don't do that unless the Beis HaMikdash is standing. Says the Gemara, Tanya Namiachi, in the second version, we bring a support to this from the price. Amr When is it true that the villagers could read it earlier? Only when the, the basin is working well and the Jews live in Israel. Today, when the, the, the Israel, we have the exile, since people expect to know when Pesach is based on the Megillah and Kronos Al-Azman, you can only read it in the right time. Says the Gemara, a third thing that happened, Rav Ashi had a contradiction between two statements of Rabbi Yehuda. One was from Rabbi Yehuda and the price that we just brought, and one is going to be, we're going to see in a second. And what did he do? So because he had a problem, he changed the Girsa that one of the people in the price was not Rabbi Yehuda, but rather Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yehuda. 
What was the contradiction? What happened? So he said as follows. This is Rabbi Ashi's problem. Did Rabbi Yehuda really see, really say that after the Chorban, since everyone is expecting when Pesach is, you can only read it on the 14th. Raminu, let's look at Rabbi Yehuda, something Rabbi Yehuda says in the following Mishnah. This is the Mishnah that we have not yet learned. It's going to come up. When can you read the Megillah early? Only a place where the villagers go in on Monday and Thursday. It only makes sense to give a leniency if the villagers are norm- the villagers normally go in on Monday and Thursday, then they get the leniency that they're allowed to read the Megillah early. Let's say I have a very remote village that never goes in on Monday and Thursday. They just um, stick to themselves out there in their village. They never come in. There's no, there's no travel at all. Then they don't even get the leniency. Then in Karasalabasmana, they can only read it in the proper date on the 14th. So we're going to analyze that when we learn it in its proper place. But the point is that we have to see, it's just that Rabbi Yehuda is speaking in a Mishnah about villagers reading it early. And he's limiting it only to villagers who come in on Monday and Thursday. So what do I take away? That if it's a villagers who, who do come in on Monday and Thursday, they could read it early. And again, we assume that the Mishnahis are talking about even in our current time after the Chorban. So here I see Rabbi Yehuda in a Mishnah giving me an implication that the leniency of reading early is even in our current times after the Chorban. The problem is, Rabbi Yudin in the Brisa quoted on Ahmed Aleph said that there's no din at all to read the Megillah early in our current times because it messes up the expectation of the date of Pesach. So what happened is we have a problem regarding Rabbi Yudin's position. Rabbi Ashi is noting that he has a contradiction on. On the one hand, in the Brisa, Rabbi Yudin says we don't read it early anymore in our current time. On the other hand, Rabbi Yudin in the Mishnah says that we do read it early as long as the villagers come in on Monday and Thursday. So because Ravashi had a question, what did he do? You know what he did? He said the price was not Rabbi Yehuda. The, the price was a mistake. It's really Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda. So it's a different person. So it's not an inconsistency in the view of Rabbi Yehuda. There are two different people. There's one Rabbi Yehuda and there's one Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara now has an interesting question. It's like a general question that comes up in Gemara. If you have a problem, can you just change who said it? Like, is that is that a is that is that a legal move to do? Because you had a contradiction. Then in a Bryce review, they said one thing, and he seemed to contradict that from a Mishnah. So therefore, you just said that the Bryce was somebody else. It wasn't review. Like, can we just play with text like that? Seemingly at will. So the Gemara explains, Rav Ashi Shmili the Ika the Tanali Rebuda. Rav Ashi heard, remember, prices were all. A lot of tradition, the, having an, an accurate text was not a simple thing. So there was, he heard, he had heard rumors that there were people who teach that the person in the prize was Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. He heard that. Ve'ika, there were some people who said Rabbi Yehuda, Ve'ika, the Tani, like Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. And there were other people who said that it was Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. They, he had a tradition that both texts were out there. And he didn't know which tradition was correct. But once he now found that if it would be Rabbi Yehuda, then there would be an inconsistency in the view of Rabbi Yehuda. Therefore, he concluded, The one with the tradition that it was Rabbi Yehuda is imprecise. Something would be wrong about that text. Whereas the people with the tradition that the person teaching it in the bride says, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, that would be more accurate. And therefore, he went with that tradition. So basically, the Gemara is saying is, you know, he didn't wake up one day and cancel Rabbi Yehuda's name and decide, okay, it's probably arbitrarily Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. That's not what happened. There was a tradition out there that the accurate text was Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. He wasn't confident about that accuracy. But once he realized that if it would be Rabbi Yehuda, there would be an 
inconsistency in the, in the view of Rabbi Yehuda, he therefore made the amendment and switched the text. All right, now we continue. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said that someone in a walled city reads on the 15th. Says the Gemara Menonimili, how do we know this? Now, let me just focus on, on what's interesting here. The Pasuk says that Purim is the 14th and the 15th. And there's another Pasuk, this is where it gets a tr- bit tricky. There's another Pasuk that says people in unwalled cities read on the 14th. So everything's there for you, except for an explicit Pasuk that says, and the people from the walled cities read on the 15th. That explicit Pasuk is not there. So therefore the Gemara says, Manon how do we know? So the Gemara says, well, let's figure it out. Amar Kra, Amar Rava, Amar Damar Kra, how can you do my prosim? The people who live in the unwalled cities, and the, the, dot, 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 what does the Pasuk go on to say? Read on the 14th. So if it told me that Purim is 14 and 15, and it also said that people from unwalled cities read on 14, so what's the implication? Sorry, if the unwalled cities are on the 14th, it must be the walled cities are on the 15th. So if the Torah, if the Pasuk here in the Megillah said that there are two dates, 14 and 15, and then it says that unwalled cities are 14, the implication is that the walled cities are 15. So the Gemara says a shocking thing. Look at this next line in the Gemara. No, maybe that's not what's going on. Maybe unwalled cities celebrate the 14th. Walled cities don't have perm. Unbelievable. Maybe walled cities don't have perm at all. Now, I, the Megillah said that 15th is a day of celebration. So, Rashi means the city of Shushan. Maybe only Shushan celebrates perm on the 15th. Shushan is the place, the original place where it makes sense to celebrate on the 15th. Let's just back up. They fought one extra day in Shushan, and therefore they only rested on the 15th. So maybe this is what's going on. Day 14 and 15 are a day of celebration. Unwalled cities read on 14. Shushan reads and celebrates on 15. And walled other cities don't read at all. They don't have perm. So the Gemara doesn't buy it. Can't be. Why? Are they not Jewish people? What does it say? That Achashverosh rules from Hoduvad Kush. So meaning to say Purim should have applied as a miracle throughout the world. So obviously every walled city should be included in the miracle. So the Gemara says, okay, but you still don't have the right to assume that every walled city reads on the 15th. Maybe the unwalled cities read on the 14th. And the walled cities could read maybe both. Maybe they've got options. Maybe the walled cities are limited to the 14th and the, uh, the unwalled cities are limited to the 14th and the walled cities have options, either the 14th or the 15th. And it would even be complimented in the Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk seems to say that Purim is a two-day holiday, the 14th and the 15th. But it clearly is not true for the unwalled cities. Unwalled cities only celebrate the 14th. So it must be the walled cities have the two-day holiday and they have options to read it on either day. Says the Gemara, if it would say the 14th and 15th without the word S dividing between them, it would be mashma the way you suggested, that Perm is like a, a long two-day holiday for the walled cities, and they have the option of reading on either one. But now that the word V'es divides between them, the word S is like dividing between them, and it's saying no. It's a, it's a two-day holiday, one day for some place and one day for another place. Hani Baba, the unwalled cities are the 14th, the walled cities are on the 15th. 
So let me just clarify something, and I believe I may have said the Gemara a tiny bit imprecise. When the Gemara just wanted now that the walled cities were reading on the 14th and 15th, what the Gemara wanted is that they should actually have to read on both days. In other words, what the Gemara wanted is that the language implies it's a two-day holiday. A two-day holiday is one long big thing, and the Gemara rejected that because the word S interposes, and it's mashma that 14 and 15 are actually separate. But now the Gemara still challenges. Maybe the unwalled cities can only read on the 14th, and the walled cities can choose if they want to do Purim on the 14th or the 15th. So we know for sure it's not a two-day holiday. That's for sure. But maybe they have the right to choose which holiday they want to be a part of. They could either do the 14th or the 15th. How do we know that someone from a walled city can only choose the 15th? Previously, the Gemara wanted to know, just to clarify, that maybe it was a two-day holiday for the walled cities where they're obligated to read on both. On that, the Gemara says, S divides. It's not a two-day holiday. Now the Gemara probes further and says, maybe they can choose either for it to be on the 14th or the 15th. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, this is what we saw in Lamed Aleph. The time for this time is not like the time for that time. Meaning that the walled and unwalled cities have to have Purim on a separate day. Since they have to have Purim on a separate day, and if we know the unwalled cities on the 14th, then the walled cities must be on the 15th. Says the Gemara, maybe the walled cities is on the 13th. Very interesting question. In other words, the Megillah says the 15th may be only for Shushan. And the walled cities maybe are on the 13th. We know that there's man is not the same as man as everybody else. So instead of saying it's the 15th, maybe it's actually the 13th. Says the Gemara, no, kiss Shushan. We should assume it's like Shushan. The Pasuk didn't say there's another date for the walled cities. So the assumption should be that they should celebrate the 15th, just like all the residents of Shushan celebrated and rested on the day after they defeated their enemies. All right. All those psukim that we were looking at, the Pasuk says, are to fulfill the days of Purim. What does it mean to fulfill the days of Purim? To celebrate Purim. So the Mara says, Ashkan maybe that's all for, for the celebration, to get drunk, to have the feast. There I know that all of this business. But Zakhir Minalan, how do I know to read it? To read the Megillah is also on these dates. So the Gemara explains, These days should be read, remembered, and performed. There's a connection between reading and celebrating. Just as the celebration is 14 and 15, unwalled and walled, respectfully, so respectively, so too, the commemoration and reading are connected, and the reading has that same law. All right, what did the Mishnah say? That the walled city depends if it's walled from the time of Yehoshua. Says the Gemara, my season our Mishnah is not like the opinion of this time. The time it says in the Brisa, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha Omer, sorry, if there's a city that had a wall from the time of Achashverosh, it reads on the 15th. So it's not about if the city had a wall from the time of Yeshua, it's all about if the city had the wall from the time of Achashverosh. My time of ben Karcha, what's his reason that the wall, that to determine that it's based upon Akashvayosh, says the Marquis Shushan. Presumably the walled city should be like Shushan. Shushan, which again is the place of the basis of the whole miracle. So Shushan's wall wasn't existent in the time of Yoshua. Shushan's wall only was existent in the time of Akashvayosh. And it reads on the 15th. So to any city that has a wall from the time of Akashvayosh, so it shouldn't be dependent on Yoshua. It should be dependent upon Akashvayosh's time, just like Shushan. So now the Gemara says, so what's up with Artana, right? Why did Artana disagree with that? Why does Artana say it depends on the wall being there from the time of Yoshua? Says the Gemara, Yolov Prizi Prizi. He has Xer Shava from the word Prizi. Prizi means open, an unwalled city. It says the Jews of unwalled towns. It says, besides for a number of a lot of unwalled cities. This Pasuk 
is talking about all the stuff that the Jewish people conquered on their way to Israel in the times of Moshe and Yehoshua. So, just as the word prezi there exists in the context of Yehoshua, Afkan Yehoshua ben so to here, it's saying unwalled at the time of Yehoshua ben So it's all about unwalled versus walled at the time of Yehoshua, just based upon scriptural decree, prezi, prezi. So the Gemara says, didn't accept that to Leslie Prezi Prezi. He must not have the tradition that this Gzeir Shava is correct. my time Why didn't our Tana say like Yeshua ben Karcha? So the Gemara is very surprised by that question. What do you mean? Why didn't he say like Yeshua ben Karcha? He has Gzeir Shava. My time is like Prezi Prezi. We just said he has Gzeir Shava. So the Gemara says, Hachi Ka'amer, El Shushan of the Kaman. Our question is that according to Artana, that the determination of Walt or Anuad is the time from Yoshua. So then what Shushan did makes no sense because Shushan only has a wall from the time of Achashverosh, not from the time of Yoshua. And it still was reading on the 15th. So what's up with Shushan? It's not like the unwalled cities are not like the walled cities. It's not like the unwalled cities that it's celebrating Purim on the 15th. But it's not really a walled city because it didn't have a wall at the time of Yoshua. So the Gemara says, yeah, I'm a Rav, I'm a Lo Kiddi, Shani Shushan and Aslan Rav said, and some people say it was Kiddi, that Shushan is different. That was the place where the miracle was. So meaning they had the day, the extra day. So therefore they didn't end up resting until the 15th. So therefore Shushan itself is just the, the anomaly. They have Purim on the 15th, even though their wall wasn't existing in the time of Yoshua. But now the law that unwalled versus walled is, reads on the 14th or 15th, that law is, we learned from the Xer Shavah that it depends if the wall was there from the time of Yoshua. Very, very difficult point, what comes out according to the Tan of our Mishnah. That Shushan reads on the 15th because that's just the way the miracle happened. But the law of walled versus unwalled doesn't have to be like Shushan. It's a different criteria. It's a criteria of having a wall from the time of Yoshua bin Nun based upon the Xerah Shava of Prazi Prazi. We look at the Pasuk in the Megillah. The Pasuk says every country, every region, and every city. So obviously it's redundant. So it must be teaching us new lalacha. So Medina, 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 the Pasuk is saying you got to differentiate between a walled city from the time of Yoshua and a walled city from the time of Chashverosh. In the former case, Perm is the 15th. In the latter case, it's the 14th. And ear of ear is coming to tell me you have to differentiate between Shushan and other cities. Meaning, Shushan, even though its wall is only from at the time of Achashverosh, still it reads on the 15th. So that's why the Megillah wrote redundant phrases to bring out these points. El Reb Shua ben Karcha, who says that it all just depends on having a wall from the time of Achashverosh. Medina Medina can just say that basic point that there's a difference between a city with a wall from Achashverosh and a city without a wall from Achashverosh. In the form former case, Perm's on the 15th, and the latter case, it's on the 14th. Shushan is not an anomaly, according to Rabbi Shuvah and Karcha. So what is he darshan from the extra redundant phrase, ear of ear? So all the Gemara is bothered by is what's shot in the redundancy in the language of the Pasuk, ear of ear. Bishama, like Artana, it comes to emphasize that the city of Shushan is, a, is an anomaly. But according to Rabbi Shuvah and Karcha, it's not an anomaly. So what is the, the phrase of ear of ear coming to teach us? What, do you really think according to Artana, it's good, it's still redundant because he had the Xerah Shava. He already knew it from the Xerah Shava. He doesn't need ear of ear to tell you that. Why does he need that? It's still only reiterating something we already know. So it must be that there are different things that we expound from these Pesokim. The Pesach comes to tell me a new Drasha. What's the new Drasha? This is very relevant today in the city of Israel. Right Today in Israel, 
Everybody wants to know how far in Yerushalayim do you read? Do you read on the fifteenth? If you're in Harnof, if you're in a Ramot, some of the more distant uh, neighborhoods that aren't really so close to the old city of Jerusalem with the wall, are they part of Jerusalem? Do they read on the fourth, on the fifteenth, or are they not part of the wall, of the original walled city and they read on the fourteenth? So Rabbi Shuvan Levi tells us, a walled city. Anything near it or that is seen with it also has the status of the walled city. Even if it's not in the city, but if it's close to it, that it's seen with it or that it's considered close, then it can be read, read like the walled city. These, that, where do we get that from? From the extra words of Medina, Medina, Veir, Veir. Says the Gemara, how close does it have to be? Meaning, we just said it's close. How close? Says the Gemara, the equivalent of the distance between Hamsan and Tveria, which is approximately a mil. Says the Gemara, so just say a mil. Why do you have to say the difference between Hamsan and Tveria? Says the Gemara, we want to tell you how long a mill is, right? A mill is 2,000. Speak that for me in my terms, right? What is that? Practically, so therefore, that's the way we assume that's how much um, That's how much it is. Okay, Givaldic. So we're going to close here for today. Bottom line is we've established that the Machlokas about walled versus unwalled versus unwalled cities is the Machlokas. Our Mishnah holds as Talim Mos Yeshua Ben Nun. Shua Ben Karcha holds as Talim Mos HaChashverosh. According to our Mishnah, the city of Shushan is a real anomaly. According to Shua Ben Karcha, it's not. And we also learned right at the end that a walled city, anything close or that is seen with it, will also celebrate Purim on the 15th of Adar.